Welcome to Medical Minefield, the podcast where we talk about the ethical dilemmas at the heart of the health stories that matter the most. I'm Barney Kalman. And I'm Eve Simmons. And we are health journalists, which means we spend our lives asking tough questions to top experts so you don't have to. This week we're talking about vaping. Is it really safe? As ever, we'd like to know what you think. So if you have a question or a suggestion for us at Medical Minefield, tweet us at MedMinefield. Have you ever vaped, Barney? You know the answer to that, Eve. (laughs) You know the answer to that, Eve. I'm going to have to start this podcast with a confession. I, at the age of 42, have started vaping. And Congratulations. Not just, thank you. Thank you. Not just any old vaping. I'm smoking, um, I've been sm- vaping elf bars. They are the popular um, electronic yes. cigarettes that, uh, that 12 year olds vape. <laughs> smoke all the Very time. popular with um, teenagers, young teenagers that emit vapor that tastes like cotton candy. Well, it's everything that I. Uh, okay, so to start from the beginning, I am an ex smoker. I started smoking in my teens and I smoked until my late 20s. I gave up because my partner at the time developed type 1 diabetes, which was a real incentive. And he had to give up smoking or he was told to give up smoking by his doctor. And so we both gave up together. And the end of that story is that a year afterwards, having given up smoking and been very pleased with it, I discovered he never did. (gasps) Scandalous. Anyway, I was glad to have given up myself and I haven't really had a cigarette since that. Well, I mean, there'd been sort of the occasional, I think the last time maybe was about six or seven years ago and it was at a party and someone mm. handed me a cigarette and, you know, you didn't really think about it. But I didn't find it very difficult to give up and, you know, and it was it was a big part of my history, ancient history, all in the past. But now? But it all changed when a colleague of mine was mm-hmm. writing about the new obsession that teens have with vaping and, and in particular how easy it was to get hold of them. And he had gone round and, and bought loads of these vapes, elf bars and mm. stuff. And you, they sell them like sweets. Mm-mm. You know, if you go to the, the sweet shops on in London's Oxford Street and there's, there's rows and rows of them and they're all beautifully coloured mm. and each one has a different uh, sweetie flavour from mm-hmm. cotton candy to watermelon to blue ras lemonade to cola flavoured kiwi, kiwi mm-hmm. apple, banana, peach... All the things. And uh, as you know, Eve, I am a sucker for a sweet. Mm-hmm. As, as I. you are. Mm. And it's, I mean, basically, it's, to cut a long story short, he had all of these vapes. I said, oh, give me one. I'll, I'll try it. And the rest was history. This was about a month ago. And I have been puffing away. I've bought my own ones from the shop. I go down. I feel absolutely embarrassed to hell buying them i feel like the guy selling them is uh, you have to go up to the counter and say can i have the apple kiwi peach please (laughs) (laughs) which is a shame in itself as a grown adult what is it you're finding so um not able to give up about it so i feel like i was always a pleasure smoker so mm. I didn't, I wasn't the kind of person that woke up uh, in the morning and had a cigarette. Like a habit smoker. It was more, my ritual was very much uh, by the end of it. At the end of the day, I'd come home and I'd have a, you know, a cup of tea or a glass of wine and a, and a cigarette. Mm. And it was very much about that. 
kind of ritual and 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 the pleasantness of the whole thing. Mm. You know, I know some people smoke because they they need to do something with their hands, and some people do it because they're stressed and it de-stresses them and all of that. But that wasn't me. And I think that certainly in terms of vaping, it feels very much like the same thing because it tastes like sweets mm. and it's a pleasant. You know, it's a pleasant experience, and even the actual vape itself, an elf bar, is is quite. They're quite tactile things. They're they're kind of soft, matte touch, mm. kind of plasticky outside in a nice pastel colour, and they're good to hold. And the whole the whole experience is is pleasant. Wow, you're painting a real picture for me. Well, you tried it, didn't you? I did, but I'm not very good at I'm not very good at smoking. Unfortunately, it's never one of my talents. <clears throat> but you know, I. I can understand why people get hooked. Now, the NHS Digital Data released uh, a few weeks back showed that incredibly, or perhaps not, as I should know, mm. that uh, one in 10 teenagers between the age of 11 and 15 now vape. And, you know, people were surprised by this. This is rising numbers of people, youngsters mm. smoking. And, you know, I would say, I would confirm mm. that... It is incredibly addictive. The thing that I thought that was really interesting about, I don't know if it was that data set or a different data set that came out at the same time that showed that a large proportion of the young people who are vaping have actually never smoked. So people are taking it up. It would be as if I was to take it up. And again, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I was, you know, I, I used to smoke, but it had been so long. Mm. And it, I was straight back into that kind of, I was just hooked and it. it I mean, an addiction is is a very insidious thing because when you're doing it, you don't want to not do it. And you mm. kind of think, oh, why, sh why shouldn't I? It's nice. Mm. Why shouldn't I? And of course, being a health journalist, I, I have been trying to look for the evidence on this. Mm. And, you know, I mean, there are long lists of concerns about vaping. The NHS recommends it as a smoking cessation aid. You can't get vapes on the NHS, but they do say it's a good alternative mm. because... Most experts say there is no doubt that it's not as bad as smoking tobacco, which produces carbon monoxide, tar, all kinds yeah. of carcinogenic substances, which you inhale, get into the lungs, and that's what causes heart disease, cancer, all of those kinds of things. And there are none of those things in vape. There are mm. different chemicals, however, and risks are listed. Lung injuries have been reported mm. with some kinds of vapes. Explosions, of course, because these are they have a heating element that heats the liquid, and uh, I believe some kinds of heart problems, etc., have been all linked to vaping. But there's problems with all of this data, so I'm not sure. You know, is this just a really pleasurable thing that has no health harms, or is it too good to be true? Is it too good to be true? Am I part of a wave of people? The next wave of unfortunate people like people who were lured into smoking tobacco mm. back in the day who don't realise or convince themselves that it's not bad for them. And in fact, we're heading for disaster. You know, it's a it's a question. Well, I would have thought that electronic cigarettes have been around for long enough now that if there were was to be some sort of, you know, horrendous long-term complication that was seen in lots of people, that we would we would see it by now or certainly start to see the signs. Well, of course, the anecdotal reports are there and you found this very unusual case, didn't you? I was very disturbed to read about the case of Rosie Christofferson, who was a teenager who had developed a vaping habit and became addicted 
She developed a pain in her chest, which the GP put down to a pulled muscle. But a few months after she began vaping uh, pretty consistently, the pain got worse. And then suddenly one day she just collapsed in the street. Um, And what emerged is that her lungs had spontaneously collapsed. She had a condition called bilateral pneumothorax. And unfortunately... Yeah, by the time she arrived at the hospital, she was already dead. Um, horrible. And and the mother is now saying that she wants to warn teenagers of the dangers of vaping because she believes that this was the reason why her daughter died. The story is, is quite complex in that we're not 100% sure how often this young girl was vaping, but it seems to be that it was a very extreme habit. The mother said that she would go into the local shop and buy these vaping liquids, but you would never see the same bottle twice. So it was constantly in her mouth. So you kind of wonder if it's a particularly extreme habit there or if there's something else going on in the cigarettes. Well, I mean, I've seen obviously nothing to that extent, but on TikTok, Mm. yes, I also look at TikTok being a grown man. 12-year-old girl. (laughs) I'm vaping, looking at TikTok. Is this a midlife crisis? I don't know. Maybe. And it's not hard to find uh, young people on TikTok talking about breathing problems, that they've had to go for scans because their lungs are damaged, Mm. uh, that they've been vaping. Vaping has been really popular for about a decade now. Mm. And that there's some of these people that have been doing it for many, many years are suffering the consequences. And obviously these are anecdotal reports, but they're out there. And as someone who's trying to gather evidence as to whether or not I'm going to get away Mm. with this, you know, they can't be ignored. Perhaps the most alarming reports have come out of the States. I was just looking up, you know, you just have to Google and you get vaping kills four and leaves 450 sick with deadly lung disease. But when you kind of read further into the stories, you realise that a lot of these cases have involved vaping with... Cannabis oil. Cannabis oil, yes. THC vaping. Mm. And Um, they modify them themselves to... Or they're, they're... they're homemade, I think, as well, containing something ingredients called, uh, that aren't supposed to be combusted. And... A vitamin acetate or something like that, I yeah. read, which is uh, apparently incredibly damaging. So, yeah, obviously it's a, it's a bit of a murky picture. Before we go any further, I think we should hear from someone who is concerned about the rise in vaping. On the line now is Deborah Arnott from Action on Smoking and Health. Deborah, what concerns you about the rising numbers of young people taking up vaping? Vaping is less harmful than smoking and we encourage adults who smoke, who can't quit by other means, to use vaping to quit. But we don't know what the long-term impact is. We don't know when people start vaping how long they'll vape for. So children who've not smoked don't vape. Um, you don't know what the effect will be long-term on your lungs. And what's the concern about the the long-term effects? Is there anything that's being kind of, any theories that are being uh, looked at so far? Well, we know that, for example, in America, where people were vaping cannabis with vitamin E acetate added, that it caused serious lung injury. We've not seen those sorts of cases in the UK, but that shows you what inhaling things into your lungs potentially can do. You know, we should all try and inhale healthy air as much as we can we know that air pollution is harmful well why would you inhale things into your lungs that you don't need 
Deborah, I mean, many things that we do that are pleasurable have downsides. And obviously, I, I wouldn't include smoking tobacco in that sentence because obviously, you know, because we know how bad smoking is now. But, you know, eating a McDonald's or having uh, too many sweets is bad for your teeth. And, you know, many things that we do are slightly bad for us, but we do them anyway. Where would vaping sit on that scale? Well, I think it's it's the precautionary principle because we, we do know, as you say, the harm of smoking. Not only um, do up to two-thirds of smokers die prematurely, losing on average about 10 years of life, but they lose quality of life as well. You need care sooner, all the rest of it. But also it's highly addictive. So one cigarette, two-thirds of people who try one cigarette go on to become daily smokers, and that means you're addicted. But, but vaping is different, isn't it? Vaping is different, but... We can't know the long-term risks and we can't know when you start vaping how long you might vape for. So we need to warn people and that's why it's an age-restricted product. So yes, I mean, certainly I think we need to put it in context because children have to make informed decisions. So you tell them about the potential risks, you tell them about what vaping is there for and they can make their decisions. I think what we're concerned about is it's being promoted alongside sweets in shops with very bright, colourful packaging, using sweet names, which makes it potentially very attractive to children in a way that's not helpful. Mm. Um, And what about adults starting vaping? Is there any concern about them? I mean, the main concern seems to be about children, just asking for a friend. Yes. Well, again, I think our message would always be, if you don't smoke, then don't vape. If you smoke, then vaping is a better alternative. Uh, And the main concern we have is about the harm caused from vaping because there's still um, nearly 80,000 people dying a year from smoking. It's the leading cause of premature mortality and it's also a major cause of health inequality between the richest and poorest in society and the difference in life expectancy. But that's smoking. Yeah. That's not vaping. No, but that's why we're, you know, ash is not promoting vaping independently but we do think that if you're a smoker and you're having having difficulty quitting vaping's a good alternative we always put it in that context you know we're not encouraging people to take up vaping who are not smoking because why do you need to well i think that people are taking it up because it's so pleasurable and perhaps doesn't have the downsides that smoking had well it certainly doesn't have the same downsides as smoking What the long-term risks are, we can't know yet, because it's been around since 2007, and that's about 15 years. So my view would be it's for adults to choose, but I'm certainly not going to recommend they take it up. But if they want to, that's up to them. But I think children we have to take more responsibility for and try and encourage them to make the best and healthiest decisions. So you'd suggest if an, if an adult was considering it, you would say, err on the side of caution, it's probably best not to take this up because we don't know the harms, full stop. Yeah, but as you say, there are many things that are harmful. I also wouldn't encourage people to drink too much and I wouldn't encourage them to eat unhealthily. Fair enough. Deborah, do you not think this is a kind of, I mean, when I was younger, there were teenagers smoking all sorts of things around the back of the bike sheds, etc. Do you think this is actually, you know, not particularly harmful in terms of things that teenagers have done throughout the years? Yeah, I don't know about you, but I have children. They're now grown up. And when they were teenagers, I worried about all sorts of things they might do. 
Um, I won't go into great detail, but, you know, you do worry about your children and what the, the choices they make. But if my children were teenagers now, I would be saying, I don't think you should start vaping, but I definitely don't think you should start smoking. So it, it goes back to that. And I think if parents are worried that their children are taking up vaping, then they should have sensible discussions with them about why they might be doing that and, and talk it through with them. De- Deborah, there is some evidence, isn't there, that young people who take up vaping are more likely then to go on to smoke tobacco. Is that right? The problem is what's called common liability. Children who take risks, if they take one sort of risk, they're likely to take other sorts of risks as well. So children who drink underage are probably also more likely to have underage sex, to maybe use illegal drugs, to smoke. All these things are linked, and that's what common liability means. But just because you do one before another doesn't mean that it's causal. So having underage sex doesn't necessarily make you drink. Maybe drinking makes it more likely because of the disinhibiting effect that you'd have underage sex. But they're not causally linked, if you see what I mean. Brilliant. Well, Deborah Arnott, thank you so much for spending some time talking to us this afternoon. A pleasure. I like that term, common liability. Mm, it's interesting. It, 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 it took me on a trip down memory lane. <laughs> you were. I, I was thinking. I so did not fall into that category. <laughs> oh, Eve, I can't. I can't talk about these things to you because you are so. No, you can. I like innocent. to live vicariously through Clearly. you. I was the risk averse. Yeah. I mean, t- to your point about is it the lesser of of mm. harms? I mean. I I took up smoking in my teens, I think before the age of 16. And, you know, once you're addicted to something, you mm. carry on into adults. Many, many people who smoke as adults started very young. Mm. So, you know, obviously if people are taking up vaping as youngsters, they are likely to get addicted. And the thing that, that vaping does have in common with a cigarette is that it contains roughly the same amount of nicotine. Mm. so and and nicotine is incredibly addictive you know to the point that i mentioned before deborah came on uh, that my partner who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes was instructed by his doctor that now he must stop smoking mm. and, and he couldn't he couldn't mm. and he, he still smokes he's he vapes now in fact oh really which is obviously it's better than smoking mm. but he's, he's never been able to completely give up well, I mean, my husband started smoking when he was about 14 and um, he only gave up maybe three years ago when he was 28. Something like but that. vapes? Now he does vape occasionally. He did when he when he first stopped smoking, he switched to an electronic cigarette and then he stopped that altogether. And now the sneaky little elf bar has uh, come back into doing, my life. I bet you he's doing what I'm doing. Probably. <laughs> I'm planning my I'm next flavour. aware. <laughs> Well, look, I mentioned in the intro that it was a colleague of mine that got me hooked. Mm. And he's here to talk to us now, our health reporter, Ethan Ennels. Ethan, how does it feel to be a vape pusher? Well, for starters, I thought we had agreed you weren't going to name and shame me as your... I changed my mind. <laughs> as your vaping enabler. I'm I'm sorry. But I you, think appear, conversation... you appear to really like it, though, so I'm, I'm happy I... Introduce you to it. <laughs> the conversation that we had, I, I remember you saying, "Oh yeah, I need a new addiction," and 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 then fast forward four weeks, and both of us are, uh, you know, pl- I'm, I think I'm going to go for a cola flavor next. <laughs> you kids. Thing is, I actually haven't used mine that much. It's you who's really got into it. God damn it! 
But look, we have a bit of a disagreement about this because your point of view is that I am searching for some kind of punishment. I think that there's some kind of Calvinistic fatality mm. because I'm British and I think that anything pleasurable is going to harm me in some kind of way, that, that nothing, there can be no good without a real downside. Anything this good has consequences. And I think, you know, that there might be something to that, but you're, you're convinced, you've looked at the evidence and, and you're fairly convinced that there really isn't that many harms to vaping, not that we know of. Well, I, I don't want to go as far as say I'm convinced there's no harms because we don't know what happens down the line. But I think it's not just you who has this belief that there must be an implicit downside to vaping because it tastes so good and it feels so good. I think medical professionals themselves are, are, are kind of grappling for something to say about it, there was a very interesting, shall we say, interview with Charles Swanton from the Cancer Research UK who said that, well, we don't know yet that it doesn't cause lung cancer, but maybe in 10 years' time it will. Mm. I mean, that and seems to be what people say is erring on the side of caution. Mm. It's erring on the side of caution, but it's not erring on the side of evidence because there is no evidence to suggest any of this is true. And it, it, I mean, we know from anything we enjoy in life, whether that's eating fast food or drinking alcohol, that there is always a downside. But that downside isn't implicit. And so far, I haven't seen any convincing evidence that using vapes is bad. What about the uh, what about the girl that died? That's what I was about to say. I, I'm not one to say that anecdotal evidence means that that's you know scientific fact. But I do think at this point there's been quite a hefty number of cases of people who have had terrible consequences from popcorn lung vaping too much. Well, popcorn lung for one is is a myth. There was this story which went around a few years ago that if you vaped, you could get uh, massive scarring on the inside of your lung, known as popcorn lung. In actual fact, what happened was a group of men working in a popcorn factory inhaled a food preserver used in industrial popcorn, which scarred their lungs. That same material... Really? Yeah, that's I what it was. I thought it was called popcorn lung because it makes the... The alveoli's go like, popcorn. Yeah. It was actually, they were, the, but it's because it was a popcorn factory. They were in a popcorn factory. Oh, <laughs> they, the He's flavoring, right. the, flavoring <laughs> is, the flavoring is used in popcorn. The flavoring is used in popcorn, and that causes your lungs to explode. And apparently, that causes your lungs to explode. Um, but it's safe so early, to eat on popcorn. I take it. Apparently, exactly. We're not. Okay. You know, just there's, don't, no, don't, there's no health campaign out there saying we shouldn't be having popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> but it, some early vapes did have this preservative in it, and then they quickly took it out. And many of the deaths and many of the adverse events we've seen have been connected with weed vapes, where people have tried to add in weed products. Um, and that's this vitamin E acetate. Yes, exactly. Added. That was also in early vapes as well. Vitamin E. It, there clearly has been a learning process here that things mm. which, you know, had some bad effects were taken out. Vitamin E acetate was one of them. And we know that often the people who suffer adverse events from vapes are people who have tried to either make their own vape oil or have been trying to play around with the machine itself, which, by the way, elf bars you can't do. That was going to be my question as a complete vape novice. What actually is the difference between an elf bar and a normal e-cigarette? Same thing? No. Well, so 
Elf bars. What's so special about them, basically? Well, elf bars are beautiful in their simplicity because oh, they are very cheap. They cost five pounds. What? And contain about 50 cigarettes. See? By comparison, a 20 pack of cigarettes is what? 15 quid? They are disposable, meaning once you run out the cigarettes, you have to throw them away. So environmentally not yeah, that not great for the environment. But they are in a sealed container, so you can't get to the e-cigarette liquid on the inside. Whereas a lot of the more advanced e-cigarettes, you have to buy the liquid separately and put it right. into the vape, which is where people sometimes encounter problems because if that liquid leaks that's not good to get into your body mm. but there is no evidence to suggest that the vaping itself has any serious detrimental health effects we don't see any link to cancer no link to heart disease there really is nothing on the table apart from assumptions that well smoking when it first happened we didn't know there were any bad effects and then 20 30 years down the line we realized there was there is this kind of belief that the same must happen with vaping. That's not based on any evidence. All we know, in fact, is that vaping is actually very good for people who can't quit smoking. There was a study which came out last month from the University of East Anglia where people in the Norfolk area who were what was known as entrenched smokers, so people who had been unable to quit multiple times and smoked for more than 20 years, were given basically vouchers to go and buy e-cigarettes from their local shops 40 percent of them quit smoking within a month i mean that's incredible it is it very persuasive mm. and so are you saying that in fact down the line we could discover that vaping is indeed cleansing my lungs making me breathe better <laughs> I, I, I don't like to predict the future but i'm i'm doubtful about that conclusion God damn it. i am too i i'm i'm under no illusion that putting uh, heated water vapour filled with nicotine and some sort of food preservative isn't good for you. Right. And I would prefer it if teenagers didn't do it, that the rates of teenagers and children using it is shocking and someone needs to work out what's to be done about that. But I, I think we can't just point at something and, and say it's bad and, you know, a killer without any clear evidence. That's, you know, that's not how medical science works but what about the effect on the brain because surely um breathing in, are you, you saying know, the nicotine... reason that i've suddenly become incredibly forgetful could be because of the the vaping you've got brain fog yeah oh my god <gasps> well there's something to do with neural pathways and addiction and it's not good to be addicted to anything right so we're all addicted to something whether it's your phone or um, food yeah, or he's uh, got two phones do we think, okay, what's more harmful, vaping or social media? Vaping or TikTok? I know TikTok is what a happens, bigger waste of my time and it takes up more What happens day. when you vape while watching TikTok? Your head explodes. You become 14. <laughs> well, look, don't do it, kids. Don't vape. Don't watch TikTok. Don't have fun. Don't have sex. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. And definitely don't do it all when you're 42. And that's just about all we've got time for, I think, this week. You can read all about the latest health news in this weekend's The Mail on Sunday, which you can consume in newspaper format on the Mail app or on mailplus.co.uk. We'll be back with another topic on Medical Minefield next week. See you then. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>